For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin from Rare Drop here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. It's patreon.com slash raredrop. Perfect place to engage with Rare Drop and enjoy the best community content we have to offer. Our six membership subscription levels offer exclusive content, behind the scenes moments, merch discounts, live Q&As, and so much more. Check us out at patreon.com slash raredrop and myself and the entire team are excited to see you there. Join Professor Broman and his weekly guests Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern for the intersection of business and streaming on the Broman Podcast. Whether talking about different industries, creative inspiration, or how they made their way into the streaming space, they're sure to entertain, educate, and excite with their content and conversations. Tune in live at twitch.tv forward slash raredrop or fb.gg forward slash raredropco Thursdays at 7 p.m. Welcome to episode 46 of Star Wars and Scotch. Scotch. I didn't say whores, I said wars. Star Wars and Scotch. Star Wars is another movie. Uh, if you have children around, I suggest not Googling it. But um, Is that real? Yeah. Have you ever seen the guy on TikTok who like does all the porn parodies? No. He's French, but he so he he he'll take like a DVD case and he'll hold it up and he'll just nod his head. And then it has like the opening credits. It's usually Star Wars or Marvel or something. Okay. And then he's looking at the it and he starts like squinting. And then it's clearly like the lead up to a porn, you know, like a stormtrooper rips its helmet off and it's a really hot woman. Oh, you know, and then the Jedi grabs her by the face. They start making out. And then he makes the face at the camera like, what's going on? And he's like looking at the front of the box. And then he all of a sudden he just makes a face like, oh, and then the video cuts. And he just does that over and over again for porn parodies. It's really, really funny. No, you don't mm. like it? All right, fine. No. I'll find it for you and I'll make you laugh. Okay. Describing TikTok videos is not as good as no, watching it, TikTok. It's, it really isn't. No. That's why I always show them to you. Mm. I showed Tim this morning uh, that there was another Ghostbusters made by, was it Film, Filmation? Yeah, or it, was like the, it was like the generic brand of Ghostbusters. It was like the um, the the Publix Fruit Loops of Go- Ghostbusters, as opposed to getting the one with two pants. Yeah, so I said generic. Yeah, I know. It's I was like the Walmart. It's like the Walmart. your point. Yeah, it's like the cereal that comes in a bag, not a box. Oh, hold on! I lived off the cereal in the bag. There's nothing wrong with that. I loved that other Ghostbusters cartoon. I had toys from both and watched both. Mm, I bet you those I toys had lead in them. 
I oh yeah, I'm definitely I am definitely <laughs> up because of lead in toys. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The knockoff Ghostbusters toys definitely had had just like the paint you weren't supposed There's to put in your mouth. Literally, not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> not we a grew doubt up in, in my the nineties. <laughs> it was great timing. I had a little bit of eighties in there too. Good times. Good times. Um. Well, uh, GCX tickets are on sale right now. Uh, Tim showed off the space station this morning, and so did Ben. Uh, what did you, What did you think of the, I, new, the so newest? I didn't get to see all of it um, before I went live, so getting to see like the tavern and stuff was really neat. Um, I'm impressed. Like I haven't I haven't gotten to see all of the uh, the steps that we've we've taken from start to finish. So this is uh, QA was really cool starts, to see it all come together. QA testing starts next week. Ooh, it's exciting. Um, uh, but Kevin, mother, why would they want to get uh, their GCX tickets, especially if they're because, fans of the show? Look, Tim and I are doing a live Star Wars and Scotch episode. I'll say it here first. We haven't announced this yet, so I'll say it here first. But we are being joined by Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained, who've been on the show before, and Ooh. we're also being joined by Sawyerism from TikTok. Ooh. You don't know who Sawyerism on TikTok? I'll show you later, Tim. Oh, okay. God damn it, he says who. Who? You've seen no, her. I was, trust me. I was no. I was trying to set you up to explain who this person is Kevin. Oh, okay. I thought you were like you're so Ooh. good at explaining TikToks. Who is that, Kevin? Apparently, I'm not. Sawyerism is one of the uh, uh, biggest uh, Star Wars folks on TikTok. Not That's the biggest, so cool. but definitely one of the biggest up and coming. Uh, she was over the moon. Apparently, I'm quoting that from. Shut up. Um, from, yeah, this is uh, here. I'll show Tim who Sawyerism is. I'm sure you've seen her. This is no sound, but that's, oh, that's not working for you at all. Is I, that, I've seen that person. Yeah, she's going to join us for the panel. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tim and I will play like pseudo moderator with them. Um, we're doing that. We're doing a Lord of the Rings one, too. So if you uh, oh, know cool. this crossover there, uh, Tim and I will not be on that one. That one is exciting. That's Don Marshall from TikTok. That's new, uh, new better, do better. Uh, who else? Christy Pride from the Have My Sword podcast. Who? Oh my God! Hold on. Before we continue, okay, I have to read you the the tweet. So Glam, who's moderating it, um, hooked us up because he's friends with her, and she had the greatest tweet in the universe. Oh come on, I gotta find it. Where is it? Oh, this is gonna bother me if I don't find it. I'm not going to find it in time. Oh, this well. This is why the show isn't live. Go to her Twitter Chris, at Christy Pride. It's about Gondor and her vagina being the greatest realm of all men. <laughs> what? She this says, like, my vagina's awesome. like Gondor. My vagina's like Gondor. It's the greatest realm of all men or something like that. <laughs> I was like, you definitely get to be on this. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah, she hosts the, um, the You Have My Sword podcast. And then Glam is the moderator on that one. Am I missing someone from that one? Glam, Christy, Newbetta, and Dawn. No, that's it. That's them. So, uh, yeah, and there's some other panels. Destiny lore, as usual, with Bife, uh, some other stuff. But that's just the programming. That has nothing to do with what's on the show floor, making an avatar, getting a really cool cape to support St. Jude. But GCXevent.com uh, slash tickets. You should go do the thing now uh, and do that. But let's talk about Star Wars. Um couple things in the news. Not a ton this week. No, Not a ton. definitely really light this week. I was very happy to hear that John Boyega said he would be open to coming back to Star Wars. 
Um, I know there was a lot of bad blood over the course of the year and last year between him. Uh, I know Daisy Ridley said the same thing, but apparently everybody's open to doing more Star Wars. Now, you can take this a few different ways. One is that Disney has enough money to make anyone open to doing more Star Wars. As soon as you said that, I was like, mm, they want some money from daddy. I mean, I don't I, I, say what you want about the sequel trilogies, but Finn was not a problem in the sequel trilogies. Finn with Rose. Rose was also not a problem in the sequel trilogy. Finn and Rose's story in The Last Jedi was a problem with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, but them as characters are fine. Um, so bringing them back would be great. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think we're f- five to ten years out from even seeing any of them in anything Star Wars. Because um, right now there's no, also no programming in that era. Uh, no, it, they would need to come back. It's I mean, it's cool that they're like publicly announcing that, hey, we're keeping the door open, I guess. But I mean, like this does nothing for us because there's no way that they, they already have all their stuff planned out for the next, what, two, three years. So what's this? This means nothing to Star Wars fans other than, OK, cool. Some actors from the newest movies are going to stick around for a bit. Yeah, which is so, good. Hooray. Like see it through for continuity for us. Thanks. Because we're the only ones who get screwed in the end, if you think about it. Us, the Star Wars fans. Uh, there was another thing about... Uh, that was, that was very Reddit of you, Kevin. It was a joke. Wow. Uh, there was another thing with Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, uh, accidentally saying that Han Solo was a new Disney Plus show coming. Um, no! Well, no, he misspoke. He meant to say Andor. Oh, okay. So now everyone's <laughs> now everyone's all like... Does he even know Star Wars? This guy, oh, this new, this new no. CEO. Yeah, everyone misses the other Bob. This Bob comes in and he missed, you know. So it's it's a thing. Oh, um, I he's been he CEO for more than a year, by the way. Well, yeah, because remember, <laughs> remember that that they did the change of hands right around the dark times. Oh you're yeah, like, I, like, oh no, you, come back. Listen, if you're Bob Iger, the last thing you want is like. I don't want to be remembered dealing with this. I'm out. <laughs> Do you want to be the president I did enough. left right as the COVID hit? No one will remember him for that. He'll be the one that bought Marvel, bought uh, Pixar, bought Star Wars. Yep. That's how he's going to be remembered. Improved all the parks. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that was another funny one that came down. And then completely inconsequential, uh, Rogue Squadron, Patty Jenkins, uh, director, is bringing the Wonder Woman production designer in for the Rogue Squadron movie. So cool because visually both wonder woman movies are fantastic as long as the story's better for star wars movie. yeah 84 was rough dude <laughs> um cool there's uh i read an interesting piece today uh i don't want to get too too into it uh we can talk about it more next week when tim and i tim has a chance to read it because i literally just read it while my son was at taekwondo right before i came here to record Basically, it's a theory that Disney is is pushing the Jedi aside with the Sith. And when I say aside, I don't mean aside in a way that like they're getting rid of them. They're making way for some sort of new faction uh, of balance. And Tim and I have touched on this before, but there's a lot of theories to back it up now, dating back to like Dr. Aphra stuff that she's finding on her archaeological digs. Part of the reason they're introducing the High Republic stuff which could lead to the old Republic, et cetera, et cetera. But basically this like balance faction uh, 
which essentially people are going to come back and be like, don't you mean gray Jedi? No, because Disney has no desire to use that term. So it's some sort of new push to balance and giving it a name. I don't know. The person didn't go too hard on it, but the points were interesting. Tim, I'll give you, give you the article and we can talk about it next week. Yeah. But it was interesting because we've, we've said that before that it seems like light is too extreme and dark is too extreme now. So people are looking for balance in the middle, which makes sense. In Um, other news, Kevin, we've got the new star Wars comic that is released. Star Wars. No, it's the new bounty hunter. Oh, the War of the Bounty Star Hunters. Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters has officially kicked yeah. off. So this is gonna so this is gonna this is a very interesting time period. This is in between Return of or uh Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And apparently we get to learn that Boba Fett had Han- so at some point apparently he loses Han Solo mm-hmm. while he's frozen in carbonite at some point. Oh. Uh, and so like there's yeah there's there's spoilers and stuff. I want to read it. I would like to read through this and then and then maybe we talk about you know maybe we'll read Marvel? through the series. Yeah, they're Marvel. They're Marvel. Yeah, so maybe read through through this. But apparently um there's some major villains that come back uh for War of the Bounty Hunters. So it seems like this will be like another one of those comics like the Vader comics, like the Doctor Afro comics where it's going to kind of be a really fun way to fill in some of the gaps. Um so this is definitely going to follow like Boba Fett is definitely very hot right now. Uh, Bounty Hunter so as a whole, very, very hot right now. And so it's really smart for Disney and Star Wars uh, and Marvel to lean into this and come out with uh, a, a comic book that that is going to be probably a little bit more like darker, like the, the Vader series, uh, a so little more nitty gritty. Four have been released mm-hmm. and there's one coming out every week through the end of October. Nice. This literally came out. The first one dropped today. Yeah, uh, no, no, that was not the first one. No, everyone first say, one was the beginning of May. That's wild, dude. Because uh, maybe the embargo dropped. Maybe that's what it was. No, maybe. Uh, Star Wars thirteen is the first one that dropped May twelfth. Bounty Hunters twelve dropped on May nineteenth. Darth Vader twelve. These are all War of the Bounty Hunters, by the way. So these are the different ones within that subsect of comics. Doctor Aphra's War of the Bounty Hunters was this week, along with Vader's. So then what is this um, one that they're talking about that's all like Boba, probably Boba Fett's one because well, they're calling all it, they're calling it the first they're calling it issue one. Here you go. I think each each story is divided. Interesting. So there's one per month for each story. Because they said there's sense? crossovers and stuff too. I just sent you the fandom article. I'm looking you at can it. Right pull now. it up and then go, yeah, scroll down and that's all the crossovers. And oh, it'll show you the release schedule I and see. each one. So it looks like there's a storyline for Star Wars. Um, and this one has like Luke and Chewie and R2 on the front. And then there's a storyline for Bounty Hunters. That's the one with Han and 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 Boba. Yes. And there's a Darth Vader one. And right. then there's a Dr. Aphra one. These all take place in War of the Bounty Hunters. And all of the stories cross over with each other. So this one That's that dropped June 2nd today, War of the Bounty Hunters 1, is what they're talking about, though. Which is what came out pu- today. It says publication May 19th for the Bounty Hunters one. What is this one down here where it says... Uh, June 9th says, is Bounty Hunters. Uh, uh, title, publication date, War of the Bounty Hunters 1, June 2nd, 2021, which is today. 
Did you see the thing I just sent you? Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to figure out why this says here. Oh, okay. I don't know. But Charles Sewell and uh, Luke Ross wrote these. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. That's so weird. So, either way, Anyways. this is a cool series. And uh, Tim, we should buy it on. I definitely the, uh, want to check it out because this looks really interesting. And it seems like it's going to be one of those like really fun gap fillers that everyone's going to want to know like about, but they're not going to want to take time to read like Aftermath. And you're going to have all the information like, haha, you didn't know that think Boba of, Fett was doing this. Exactly. <laughs> Tim, think of all the dinners we can have with other people where we can just pull actually out of our ass. I do that all the time. It's great. I know. It's so much fun for me and you <laughs> and not them. <laughs> you don't want to go to dinner with Tim and, unless you're like, Alex from Star Wars Explained, who just anytime I try and talk to that guy, I mention something. He's like, well, actually, in this issue of this with this. And I'm like, I'm just going to shut my mouth. Um, there's a new uh, they announced today, too, that a new High Republic comic series called Trail of Shadows is coming out. Ooh. Um, that was announced. Uh, yeah. Uh, new set for the Andor. Uh, they built a second set in the Scottish Highlands for the Andor filming. So that's cool. What would give? Wonder why? Wonder why they're out in the the Scottish Highlands? The Scottish Highlands, Timothy. Very Irish. You're that's where very they be Irish. filming the Andor. Very I'm gonna get Irish. ripped apart for that shitty accent. I know that. Yeah. No. Because uh, yeah, all of the all of the Scots that listen to us, they're big Star Wars fans. Huge hey, listen, Star Wars fans. Back in the day, worst radio show was huge in Japan. I just want to. That's so weird. It was super odd because it was like United States, number one listening demographic, 73%. Japan, 11%. We were like, huh? Yeah, we should. Not you guys, the UK, you, not you guys Canada. We done like a fan meet and greet in Japan. Could somewhere you in Tokyo. Us and you going to bring Pete to Tokyo? Yeah, dude, Pete. And then like just like three random people from Japan. Because that would be like your 11%. We'll meet up with Retro Gaijin. Oh, I'll be sick. And then you guys could go drifting. You don't get. To, do you watch him in the morning? I watch him in between workout and getting to my desk because he's I, always just walking around Japan. It's really nice. He does IRL streams and he just literally walks around different cities in Japan. Man, it's really that's nice. so cool. I want to do that. Yeah, we'll get there. We're working on That'd stuff after GTX. Well, what did I say that out loud? We're going to be moving to <gasps> Japan. <laughs> did I confirm that? Right. Now everybody knows we're moving to Japan. I sold my house. Um, <laughs> Before we get on to the Bad Batch, the latest episode of Bad Batch, the Star, Star Wars and Scotch episodes brought to you by Kings Coast Coffee. Coffee. Head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com to get your delicious Trevor May roast. The, the May Day roast. Trevor May. May Day. Amazing Mayday. baseball player, athlete. Mayday. And real quick, just want to say thank you to the patrons. Patreon.com slash rare drop. Uh, post GCX, Patreon content will be a flowing again. Uh, Tim and I actually briefly discussed, but uh, we'll put some more meat on the bone of doing a subathon uh, and some other stuff oh, yeah. to uh, to to do more with the patrons. Uh, we're talking about what content we want to create and how we want to create it for patrons and for the world beyond. Uh, but new nerd Jack, Aether, Jedi, Justin, Matt, Neil, Paul, Petey, Philip, respect, Stephen, and Wow Dad. Uh, oh, thank you so much for your support and everyone else who supports uh, on the Patreon. We appreciate you as well. Uh, I don't think we have any new Patreon you guys, you guys since okay. last week. Let's see. Do we have any new ones? Nope. Uh, so nothing new to report there. Let's jump into episode five of the Bad Batch, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Did you? 
like, I thought it was thoroughly, a good like you really love this one. I was into it. Okay. Uh, first of all, the like the Zygarians. Zyger- is that how you say their race? The cats. Co- yeah, completely the slaver, intrigued the by these pieces. Of um, I want more story with them because mm. I'm obsessed with with evil people getting getting their pushed in. Yeah. Uh, so every time we meet them, they are raging assholes as they should be. Uh, I don't think we've ever met a good Zygarian. Have you ever met? Okay, so let me think about your video games that you played in the past. You ever yep. met an anthropomorphic cat that is was nice? Yeah, the Cathar race in Star Wars is very nice. Okay, outside of that, have you ever met any <laughs> other anthropomorphic cats that have been really nice? Please don't Thunder- say don't say Thundercats. Thundercat, Thundercats, ho! You can't say Thundercats. Thundercats are on the loose. I feel like. Anytime I've ever run into a cat that is very, very humanistic, uh, they always come across as just jerks. The Broadway play. That's That's terrorizing. That's that's scary. Anyways, I always thought that the cats have always been portrayed as just evil sons of bitches. It doesn't surprise me, the Zygarians. I I don't like cats. I'm a dog person, so right off the bat, I agree with you. I would, but, I would be sneezing. I would be able to do a covert mission on that planet. I'd be sneezing the whole time. But the, Zy- the Zygarians are assholes. Um, and it, it, you know, you're always rooting against them. I want more of them in the universe, I think, touching on that. So, okay, Tim, as a... I wanted to bring this up with you. Thank God I remembered. As a Empire did nothing wrong person, don't order. you find that the Zygarians cutting deals with the Empires might... might, might yeah, yeah, no. No, you still cool with that? They're not. How are they cutting deals with the Empire? Remember, we are not part of the Republic anymore. Well, yeah, because okay. So the reason why he said that is I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. Where do you think the Empire got their slaves from? Kevin, Kevin, what? What? Where do you think the Empire got oh, their slaves oh, that, from? So whatever you did did not come through. So I don't know what you did. You were just muted up. Really? Yeah. Testing. Testing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's not working. My effects don't go through Discord, but this one does. Oh, that one works. That's weird. Okay. Whatever. Here, here. Take me back to to where it would set me up for your question again. I said, where do you think the Empire got their slaves from? They, They slaved themselves. The Zygarians were operating as their own independent cell. Or if they were, they were back alley trades. But but I don't think the Zygarians were in business with the Empire. Despite I, from fandom.com slash wiki slash Zygarian, despite we, their defeats during the Republic era, the rise of the Galactic Empire saw new opportunities for the Zygarians. Yeah. A group of slavers led by Rainey were established on Ord Mantel shortly after the end of the war. The Zygarian Madal also established a slave empire on the Outer Rim world of Un during the Imperial era. Yeah, what is Madal's operations Empire? were disrupted by the Mandalorian. Come on, Tim, you know this from Rebels. Okay, okay, but hold on. What does that have Sabine to do Red. with the Empire? The Empire paved the way for the Zygarians to do slave trading no, in the galaxy again. All that happened was that the Empire pulled back their overall stronghold on they pulled the Republic they pulled the Republic tendrils away from the outer rim because they knew that they needed to take care of the core worlds first, Kevin. 
All right, I'll they keep can going. Help. Following the Battle of Endor in 4ABY, at least one Zygerian slaver was based at an Imperial slave labor mine on the planet Savarkos. During the Battle of Savarkos, the slaver tried to kill the Wookiee slave Greybok, but was bludgeoned to death by the Weequay hatchet. Yeah, that, was, isn't that, that happens in Aftermath. Anyways, I don't think, I think the Zygerians are some evil motherfuckers, and that has nothing to do with the Empire. The Empire Wait, that was run. a Zygerian in Aftermath that they? Pretty sure that was, a, I'm pretty sure that happened in Aftermath. Oh my god, you just made a light bulb go off in my head, because that went over my head. <laughs> yeah, Greybox anyway. yeah, gray was a, was a yeah, Wookiee Yeah, I remember. You meet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, So, either way, the Zygerians were, were at minimum... It was free reign of uh, them to do their business during the Age of the Empire. It was a wild At west out there. Minimum, the Republic made efforts to stop them. Well, as we see in Clone Wars. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it was the Jedi. They were they were uh, spreading your perspective. Thin. The Jedi are evil. Well, yeah, I mean, like they were just spreading themselves thin. They were trying to do too much. They were they were uh, sticking their nose in places where they just didn't belong. Hmm. Is that your takeaway on this one? Yeah. Is that your is that your final word and take on the matter? Yeah, the Jedi are are just snooping around within business. They just need not concern themselves with Kevin. For the record, yes. Let's make sure that we document the fact that when I brought up the fact that the Empire paved the way for more slavery with the Zygarians, Tim blamed it on the Jedi. For the record, I just want that to be. Entered into the official record that Tim blamed it on the Jedi, not the Zygarians or the Empire. <laughs> well, I mean, like the Zygarians most definitely should be held accountable for the people that they put into slavery. But at the same time, the Empire wanting to bring order and uh, out of out of chaos and and balance mm -hmm. out of out of disruption, uh, mm -hmm. in no way, shape, or form did they is that a direct correlation. To the right. to the Zygarians, I think unfortunately it is just a byproduct of their efforts to uh, strengthen uh, the more central core worlds. So, have you ever thought about running for office? I hate politics. I'm just saying, <laughs> between this and your uh, your community under leadership of Tim, I see a bright future for you in politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really means a lot to me, Kevin. It's just, you know, call it like I see it, but <laughs> anyway, um so what did you I was what did you was, so overall overall with this episode, uh what did what did you think that they were trying to really set up here? Because I, I had a hard time really finding my my like I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, like the couple like ha seeing Seeing like another transdosian, it feels like they're adding more in. That was fun. It was kind of bounty hunter esque. Um, we got to learn. We got to learn that we that there's a there's a, a, di a direct reason as to why someone is hunting after after uh, the clones, but we don't like really know who it is yet. But right. like for me, I just I just I guess I'm not the biggest fan of filler episodes. And this was just a really really heavy filler episode. This was 100 a filler episode. Um, it was the purpose. I would say was to bridge a gap and make the season longer like call a spade a spade um obviously there was fan service in this episode 
Um, there was some some novel. Uh, like, this is the first time we've ever seen Ord Mantell in Disney canon. Yeah, the only other place we've read. It's very common. It's mentioned in the movies. Uh, it's it's in Old Republic game. It's in Shadows of the Empire. Um, it's in a bunch of stuff, but this is the first time we've ever seen it in Disney canon outside of a book or, or a comic, a comic book, maybe probably. Uh, so that was cool to see Ord Mantell. And it looked a lot like what it looks like in the video games, which I love that. I love that people can get really upset that Disney's in, like, oh, they're changing, but they're telling their version of the story. And that's cool. I'm totally fine with that. No one's burning your legends, books and comics. You can still read them and enjoy them. I do. <laughs> Um, I have a whole bunch of them right behind me. Um, but uh, it was cool to see Ord Mantel. Uh, at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, it's more of a city. But then when they went to the ruins, I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's I believe it's Ord Mantel City. That looks just like it does in the Old Republic game. So that was kind of cool to make that correlation. Um, aside from that, it was really just fan service. There was a a um, celebrity quote unquote appearance. Who's that, this- Kevin? Uh, so Sid, who's the basically the information broker, uh, the alien. I'm not sure what alien race she was. Sid she's, she's is transdotion. Was she a female transdotion? She's transdotion. She's just. I didn't know re- that's she's just really, referring to. She's just really fat. Oh, that's hilarious. She yeah. is a transdotion. You're she's right. She's a transdotion. She's just really fat, and I thought that was funny. It was cute because originally when they said Sid, I thought it was a different character. That um, went over my head completely. <laughs> She was fun though, but Sid is played by Rhea Perlman. If you don't know who Rhea Perlman is, you obviously haven't seen Cheers. Um, I believe she was married to. Let's see. Yeah, she's still married to Danny DeVito. Oh, wait, they're. I didn't know they were actually married. Yeah, they are still married. They got married the year I was born. Oh, so when they play husband and wife in Matilda, they're actually husband and wife. I didn't know that. That's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so so uh, Rhea Perlman plays Sid. She did a phenomenal job because the whole time there, I'm like, whose voice is that? I know who this is. But I was watching it in bed with my son, so I didn't want to pick up my phone and, and distract myself. Plus, I try to pay attention because I don't want to miss details, like the fact that Sid was a transit ocean. Um, she did, <laughs> that just cracks me up. Um, so, uh, But it was fun to see, you know, kind of how the, the underbelly of things are shaping and changing as the empire takes over yeah uh, you know she was an information broker for the jedi and now she's trying to carve out a living um i thought it was cute that omega was the one who figured out who she was and none of the rest yeah of them it was could. really cute i, I love also, that whole thing where she's just trying to fit in right now omega's relationship with wrecker is, is probably the best part of the whole show like the way they tell jokes and then high five each other and it's definitely also the- Tim, tell me you really loved Wrecker bench pressing the uh, the gonk droid in the yes, beginning. I thought that was hilarious. It's it's very <laughs> it's very brother and sister, like big brother little sister relationship, which I just absolutely love. Yep. So she got her com her com link with them. Hunter was like, "It's not a no." Who said it? Was it Hunter or Tech that said it wasn't a? T- I think it was Echo actually that said it wasn't a toy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was cool to see Ord Mantel. It was uh, neat. I like the little, I like the the uh, Java little Easter egg in here with the Rancor. Uh, which I love com- how they try to play it off with Bib too. Like 
they just show his mouth on the com. Yeah, and you're you like, I know voice. who this is. Come on, come on. But okay, like, you don't so, have to hide them. So originally, like I thought that the Raincore in this episode that they needed to get back to Bib for Jabba was the Raincore was the Raincore that Luke ends up killing in Episode Six. But it actually same. is not the same Raincore. So in this episode, the Raincore is a female known Uchi. as. Kevin. Moochie. As Moochie. Moochie. In episode six, Luke kills a Rancor named Patissa, and it's a male. So Moochie's female. Patissa is male. So it's not the same one, unfortunately. But I really love Moochie. I love how just like they gave her her own like little personality. And I love how Wrecker had to had to like beat her into submission for her to like actually like not want to kill him. That was hilarious. I thought it was so good. As they just like they wouldn't stop. It was literally just like they were just throwing punches until they fainted. I thought that was so good. That that relationship was those, so good. Those competitive slapping matches that they do. Yeah. That you see on social media where the guys just wind up and slap each other. That's what Wrecker fighting Moochie felt like. Um yeah, I I thought the same thing. Uh, that Moochie was that Rancor, but then you sent me the article and confirmed it. Yeah. I also thought the person that was next to them that was chained up with the hat that looked just like the Beastmaster's hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the Beastmaster, but, you know, it was all just there for show. Um, it was fun, though. It was interesting to me to see, like, Bib and Jabba... I don't want to say in a good light, but in some sort of positive light and not... Being shady, I guess they still were. Mean? I don't know, like Moochie, like you said, the personality was really good and uh, it blossomed over yeah, the course but like, of the it episode. It was the whole, like, you took my property, so I'm going to kill you kind of thing. So even though it was still like, oh, you just want your property back, it's cute because it's like a little raincore and it's adorable at the same time. It's like very Godfather-esque, like, you took mm-hmm. my property, prepare to die. You know, it's just like, that's what I thought of. I knew this, but I didn't remember this, and it's in this article, and I find this interesting. Rip, uh, Rancors are a reptilian species native to the planet Dathomir. Oh, I didn't know that they were native to Dathomir. I knew that, but I did not remember it until this moment. And, and then Rancors are semi-sentient or not quite as self-aware as a person, but no mental pushover either. Makes sense. The way that she was like behaving and the way that like the Beastmaster... Uh, reacted to Luke killing that Rancor, you could tell that they had some type of 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 bond like if anything like like a like a human has to to their 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 best friend their dog you know it's like mm-hmm. it's that it's that level of connection with that animal uh bib was voiced again by matthew wood who portrayed him in the phantom menace works for lucasfilm as a sound editor That's so and cool. played him in mandalorian in the at the end of the last season i love that so that was awesome that they did that um and again ord mantel was great uh in canon for ord mantel uh, Darth Maul's criminal forces fought the Confederacy of Independent Systems on Ord Mantell as part of the Dark Side infighting, into which oh. Maul dragged his Shadow Collective criminal syndicate. Ooh, that's mm. cool. Um, did you know the Zygerians first appeared in the Star Wars role-playing game source book in 1987? No, that shocked me too. Wow. I think since it was kind of a light episode, this person put a ton of facts in here and I'm enjoying That's really interesting. So they came out with a role-playing book game. So so yes. essentially say Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons. 
mm-hmm. and they created this character, which then got was it, so wasn't it official or was it made by a third party and then it just got canonized? Like how did that it, work? It doesn't say, but their description was not what they are today. They were described as humans with spikes on their faces and some other minor cosmetic differences. For Clone Wars, Dave Filoni wanted to avoid them looking like live-action aliens from a show with a limited budget, so he redesigned them using coyotes as inspiration, which now I see that a lot. Yeah, which I find interesting. Um, The Zygarians ride a Brezik, a giant reptavian, the term used to describe a type of animal that was both reptile and avian, that first appeared in Clone Wars episode Slaves of the Republic. I do not remember that. Huh. But makes sense. They also have um, those uh the whips, which were really neat. Yeah, they're like they're like uh they gotta be powered by some sort of kyber crystal. I don't think they're something. powered by a, I don't think they're they would be powered by a kyber crystal. What then would, would give be that a, an energy like that? It, it could be an energy cell of some sort. They have a lot of like like a like a vibroblade. You know, like those are yeah, like, those are true. powered by an energy cell. Like, I mean like, it would be some type of like energized material but i don't think it's a kyber crystal probably whatever when we went over the colors of the blaster bolts it's probably yeah probably like one of those yeah for sure yeah they also had the cool Um, like their net guns were neat like they're very they're very like hunter-esque they remind me like like a hunter class so i recognize the species the two green folks that they save yes called they're called the faleen and they are they're represented on a lot of star wars media as as like underworld syndicate uh, they're like in a lot of the animated aliens? video games. They're not necessarily evil. They're just always involved in underworld stuff. Um, and they were first represented by the infamous Prince Zizor, and Sh- who you, some of you may remember from Shadows of the Empire, who could use pheromones to manipulate people. Oh. oh. Um, and the most recent appearance was Zeton Moj, leader of the Black Sun Syndicate <gasps> during the I time had... when it was part of Maul's crime ring. I had this toy! Which one? The Prince Zizor. I had this toy. You had the toy? I had the toy. It came up on eBay for $7. That's so cool. I literally did Prince Zizor because I, I was like, I don't know if I if I know who this is. And then I remember this toy just vividly. Oh, my God. Just fly. Ah, went down memory lane. That's so cool. Yeah. And then the the. Yeah. The dude, Shadows the dude's the sitting at the table that Maul kills in the end of Clone Wars. Yeah, they're all they're all Feline. Oh, that's right. His skin alive. changes. That's right. Hi. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's neat. Uh, I'm sure everyone noticed that Bib Fortuna was accompanied by Gamorians. I feel like that was part of the the fan service. Um. Oh, this was, I did pick up on this. Wrecker mentions the Bad Batch mission being as easy as a, quote, simple smash and grab that time on Kuat. Kuat is another relatively well-known EU planet, site of a tactically important shipyard. Isn't Kuat the, where we go in squadrons? Oh, uh, uh, that's a great question. The, the first, the, the first one, like the asteroid? I thought it was the Kuat shipyards are in squadrons. I'm How do you spell it? K U A T. No, Kuat is mentioned in Battlefront Two. In the Inferno Squad stuff, High Republic led the Jedi. I remember that. Uh, Clone Wars mentioned. Clone Wars mentioned. Bad Batch mentioned. Darth Vader comics. Oh, I've seen no. this before, but no, this was not. No, you don't go. It's just here. mentioned. Yeah, it's just mentioned. Okay. 
I thought the Kuat shipyards were one of the locations in that, but I was wrong. No, I think they got close to doing something like this with Battlefront. They do have a shipyard. Um, when you do squat, when you do um, the just the flight game mode in Battlefront, mm -hmm. you 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 do something very similar to this. And I I feel I want I want to say I saw them do a do a a test of a map like this. This looks really familiar. Anywho, keep going. Well, that's that's really it. It was uh, it was a good episode, but like you said, there wasn't again a lot of the animated episodes. I don't want to say suffer from this. It's not the right word because even for a filler episode, Star Wars manages to make them interesting and put. I feel like they put the meter up on Easter eggs on the filler episodes for fan service, so people like Tim and I can sit here and discuss them. Um, they didn't used to though. If you go back and like no. watch like Clone Wars and Rebels, like you the earlier. Good God, Rebel remember ones, those first? They're so first bad. Four yeah, you just, like, you just end up skipping them because you're just like, man, I really hope there's nothing important here. Skip. Tim, Tim and I would dread. Doing the live shows for spoiler cast on those first four. Oh man, that was so bad. Yeah, we're here with the Bad Batch again, and they're shooting everything. They or... shot everything the whole episode. And didn't talk. It was cool. It was watch. So, it's very rough. Even this is audio, but it was cool. We can't show you the footage either. You have to watch it and have Disney Plus. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's a little easier with Mandalorian. Very but, much so. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's. Uh, how many more episodes of Bad Batch do we have left? There's 16 overall, and this is episode four, so we got 12 more to do. It was five. It was five. Oh, it was five? More. Okay, so we got 11 yeah, more to do, Kevin. 11 more. So do we see significant progress in I would, I would the, hope, their story this week? I, I would hope that we at least get a nod towards what, who the real protagonist or who the yeah who the real antagonist is of the show. Um, who I feel, hired... Who who hired uh, what's her name? Fennec Shand. Why are they after just Omega? And I feel like I feel like the Bad Batch is gonna. We're definitely gonna focus more on Omega. We have to focus more on Omega. Like she's definitely becoming more. She's and important. More, uh, the importance of the of the show as a whole. Uh, but for what reason? So I feel I feel like that's where we need to go next. But I have a really really strong feeling that we're gonna end up going back to Crosshair. We're going to go back to Crosshair. We're going to find out what Tarkin is doing. Um, and I think we'll start looking at, at what Crosshair has been doing with his new program. Um, you know, what, what we assume to be the, 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 the building of uh, the foundation of the, the Death Trooper program. So that's where I think this episode is going to go. I hope it goes towards Omega and, and us figuring out who is, who's hiring the bounty hunters to get her back. Um, but that's just hopeful thinking, wishing. And I think there's multiple levels to Christ. what we're going to discover in this. Um, like you said, Omega's Omega's the main feature here. Uh, she holds something and obviously we won't fully understand it until the season's over. But um, I want to know more. Like you said, the Death Trooper thing seems completely happening soon. Um, they, they took... Um, Crosshair is that his name? I yep. always forget his name. They took Crosshair out of the show for a bit. I noticed that too. Um, so I'm assuming he's going to come back with some sort of surprise episode or, or surprise appearance. All right, this is so, how this is how I see it. This is how I it. see the rest of the the rest of the season going for me. Pers, this is this is where I see it going. Crosshair, 
he's going to he's going to continue to build up the Death Trooper program. We're going to have a pivot point with him though, where he's going to be like, "Ah, oh, I love my brothers. They're great." Uh, and they're like, "No, Crosshair, we love you too." And they fight it out, and then somehow they get him back, right? But he's already built up the Death Trooper pro- program. He's like, "Ah, oh, right. mates, I love you so much, but I I trained up these really badass soldiers, and they're going to come kill us." Like, oh no, what we do? And so that's that's gonna happen. Then we're gonna find out that it was Darth Maul the whole time, dun dun dun, wanting to get Omega because he knew what was going on with the the cloning program. He knew he had in he had the inside information. There was a spy on the inside that they that Omega is not just a clone of Jango Fett. She also has part Jedi. DNA in her as well. She is the first ever cloned Jedi, which is going to match us back up into where we have the uh, Kaminoan cloner in uh, Mandalorian. And so why Grogu to- was so important because they want to kick off that program again. I guarantee you what happens, Kevin, is that they knew they needed a Jedi with, with an M count of certain value and they could yep. find it with him and they needed the right amount of M count to be able to to uh, merge with the whatever leftover DNA they had from Django Fett, and I guarantee you, Kevin, that as much as I hate this, the when they were talking about how the 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 different hosts weren't be able to hold on to the M count, I guarantee you, it's because the genetic material they had left of Django Fett is degraded because it's so old; they don't have anything left. And that's so, where I think it's all like it's all gonna connect. The light lights are gonna like we're gonna oh it's all because all the light bulbs are gonna click on. I asked you this before the show started. We're five episodes in. I'm asking you again. I'll probably ask you again after episode ten. These two questions: one is Boba Fett showing up? I I don't I don't think so. Okay, I but, think he's but show I up. don't I don't think so. But at the same time, it would be stupid for him not to. Because he was a big, he did have major parts to play in Clone Wars. And Bad Batch is just a continuation of Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars Season 8. That's all it is. So for, for, for Teen Boba Fett to not show up would be silly. It makes sense. That's, At some point, them running into him would, would make perfect sense. Because if they've never met him before, I'm like, oh, mate, you're a lot, you're a lot like us, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, because Django is my dad. That's, that could totally happen. So, um, what was the other question? The second question would be surrounding your clone theory, leading back to Dr. Pershing and Grogu. Yep. Does this have anything to do with the emperor's making clones to house his body? I don't, I don't think so. I think I don't even, even given. So going back again. Yeah. To, and I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. I'm not saying this is true. Going back to the episode where they infiltrate the facility and see those tubes with all those bodies. In right. Them. I, 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 I still think that um, with them creating the dark troopers, they were looking for means of uh, of an end when it came to weaponry. They were looking for that 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 ultimate weapon, right? Like the death troopers or uh, sorry, the, the dark troopers would have been it like they. In theory, they're the perfect soldier, right? They're like everything a stormtrooper could do or a death trooper could do, but they're not human and they're they're robotic. So it's like what 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 the techno union was trying to achieve, but they were going to do it With better. Echo. And 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 that didn't work out all that well. Um, I still think that that Omega could be a weapon. Um, 
and 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 she's far more powerful than than we know. But and but I could be I could be totally wrong. I just I, I'm still I'm trying to figure out what makes her so much more important than everybody else. Like, sure, like the Bad Batch, they're a bunch of mutated clones. They've got they've they've got all these abilities, but there's something about Omega. Uh, with her being a child, with her not having like an incre- like a um, the increased aging process that they have with normal clones, with her being female, with her being perceptive to the future, um, all of these things scream scream out like she is being trained as a child so that she's not considered old. You know, being able to catch her in the training early, like all of these scream, all of these things scream Padawan. They scream Jedi. They scream Force. Um, she just what she just. Maybe they, the way they were teaching her was different. I don't know. There's just there's something there that's just not. It's just not a normal clone. Something very special about her. But I don't. I don't know how long they're gonna hold on to that. They have to hit us with it soon. They gotta th- give us something. They don't have to give us the whole thing, but they gotta give us something. So I'm I'm gonna hold on to the she's part clone, part Jedi thing. And I think that's how it's gonna tie into. I think that's how we're gonna get the tie into Grogu. Did you know Inferno Squad had Death Troopers in it too? The Inferno Squadron? That doesn't surprise me. They were all spec ops. I found that interesting. I, I didn't like, like the that way book. They've... That book was terrible. I didn't read the book. Oh. Um, I like the way, though, that they're, they're backwards engineering death troopers into the lore. Yeah, because when you they know, showed up, it didn't make sense. Right. In Rogue One, we were like, they're cool, but who? Why? Yeah. Uh, but now they've in animated, you know, anytime we see an Imperial officer, they're surrounded by death troopers, mm-hmm. whether it was um, what's his name from Rogue One. I can't remember his name. Uh, Director Krennic. Um, Director Krennic. The dude at the end of Rebels, the guy who's trying to get this open the temple. Yes. Uh, he has death troopers with him. So obviously we understand his importance. Well, they explain why. Tarkin started, right. he started assigning death troopers to all the higher ups exactly which, was cool. which is interesting because Tarkin and Thrawn hate each other yet Thrawn had death troopers guarding him in Clone Wars yep um and then we see death troopers with um Moff Gideon there's five of them uh when he his awesome x-wing lands in season one um, but they're just bringing, and now we're going to figure out the origin. Like I, <laughs> I'm 125% bought into that theory. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a uh, long con play, you know, like they, yeah, intru- but they introduce even, him like five years before, and then you finally give him the story. Even what you said about the armor though, in that one episode where they killed all the civilians. Yeah. It was just like, it took shape of like an early prototype of it, of like what it would, you know, it's going to turn into. We should get death trooper helmets for the office and turn the lights off and scare the shit out of everyone with just green lights and be like, I'm, I'm a month away. I'm a month away from getting my, my Mandalorian armor. So I think we should get trooper armor. I'll have Mandalorian armor and then we'll just fight it out of the office. But you can't just have one death trooper. You need at least three because you got to make the, the gargled commands and noises. Tim has a dark saber. Whatever, Kevin, it'll be fine. Just chop you up. Be cool. Why don't you just. Dress your adorable son up as Grogu, too, and take him trick-or-treating, Tim. I'm Why don't you to. do that? I'm going to. Good. I hope you do. I hope you have a fantastic time I with him. I will, Kevin. I hope you spend quality time and take some really nice pictures for Instagram. I will. I was trying to think <laughs> of a segue. I was thinking, I was trying to figure out a segue for that, and I couldn't get it. That's it. Just go get your GCX tickets. That's the segue. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, speaking of having a great time, <laughs> go get your GCX tickets. Also, 
Forget about tickets for a second. The marathon starts June 13th and ends on June 20th. Big Cheese KIT kicking it off. Dr. Lupo finishing it out as usual. Probably breaking records because that's what Ben does best. But um, hang out with us. Twitch.tv slash GCX event uh, for that. Uh, And again, get your tickets. Come hang out with me and Tim. We're going to talk Star Wars. I'm sure some of this. I've been like taking notes on my phone of some topics. I want to throw at Alex and see what happens. I'll be fun. Uh, and he'll probably be like, I made a video on that. Why didn't you watch it? <laughs> like, dude, I try and keep up as best I can. Alex was an invaluable source for Easter eggs in both of the high Republic books. Oh so yeah. If you, if you, yeah, him and whoever works with him sat there and compiled every single reference to anything. Canon, non-canon in the wow. high Republic books. That's cool. Uh, it's like one of the videos, I think it had like 50, 60, 70 references. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, go check out that video if you haven't. Star Wars Explained. Either way, um, Tim and I will be back next week to talk about Bad Batch Episode 6. We apologize for this one being a little bit late. The holiday happened, and then my wife had to work late. So it's we're, we're two days it's, behind it's this fault. week. Not Kevin's. Yeah, I blame her and her, her career, Danielle. man. I should have just been like, hey, babe, uh, could you not get the job done for your client tonight? Because I got to record a Star Wars podcast with Tim. Can you just skip that? Cool. Thanks. And then, yeah, yeah, it'd work out fine. Then Kevin would have on the couch and it all works out. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be sleeping at Tim's house and using his bidet. Nice. <laughs> I had to find a way to slip that in there today. Like, Tim keeps was, yelling at me to get a bidet. Weird. He sent me. The the like this is only thirty bucks. Just get this. My wife's like, no, you have to hook it into the plumbing and get the right one. Tim and Ben are like, no, just get this one. And I am caught between friends and a wife place. I, wish you'd so just I don't know what to, to do. Me. I just want a butt hose. That's it. And with that, <laughs> and with that, we are <laughs> out. We're out of here, dude. <laughs> that is how we end this episode. Thank you so much for checking out Star Wars and Scotch. Make sure you go over to Tim's channel, fb.gg slash darkness four two nine, and go say hello to him Monday through Friday, nine a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can learn more about Tim and his his uh, barbecue smoking. Tim just got a nice, wonderful Traeger smoker and grill that I have had the pleasure of tasting Tim's meat off this of. This is and not let me an tell ad. You, this is not an ad. This is. Let me t- no. I'm just talking about your meat. Okay. Um, just make sure it is delicious. It's not an ad. It is delicious. You gonna pay I should, yourself? I should do, to I should do something. Advertise I, we, yourself. You know, Kevin. I keep on talking about it, and Star Wars people. We're just gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about barbecue for a second. I gotta. I gotta do something with this, Kevin. It's. I'm gonna do something can we, with it. Can we do like a a a uh, like a bantha, a bantha smoke? We could. Okay, so we could do Star Wars style barbecue, or we could like call. We, we, we have all right. Call I mean, we can change the names, but you have to get the Mandalorian outfit before we do that yeah we could do like a star wars themed barbecue you sitting there oh <laughs> checking the smoker yeah. and i'm in the death trooper uniform yeah be awesome. just behind you like yeah then you're really like cool. oh, it's got about it's got about an hour left another 10 degrees no no low and slow this is the way <laughs> you know like like that you know you totally totally do some weird hybrid we'll, work well out. I'll say this. Uh, we said we're getting back to content. We're going to get back to content post GCX. Uh, and uh, you have not seen the last of uh, Darth Kevin Vader, CEO. Um, hey, thank or, Gra- or Grandpa Ted. He cut your hand off. <laughs> he did cut my hand off. <laughs>
All right. Sitting in Mindy's office. You all have a great one. Thank you so much for checking out episode 46 of Star Wars and Scotch. We will see you for episode 47 next week where we'll talk about Bad Badge episode 6 and whatever Star Wars news comes along the way. Tim, send him off. Punch it, Kevin! No, we don't do that anymore. You gotta do the oh. other thing. May the force be with you! There you go. Have nice. a good one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.